Welcome to Curva Mundial. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Curva Mundial. I am your host, Sal Bono, and today we go travel to the land of fire and ice, but not for reasons you might think. I managed to find a fan of Italian city B-side, Parma, living in Iceland. Please welcome to the show, Gideon Goodmanson. Hello, Gideon. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. I know you've never done a podcast before, so this is yeah. I'm going to make it as easy and as straightforward as possible. Uh, I love a good juxtaposition and things that are out of step, but finding a Parma fan in North America can be difficult, let alone in Iceland. So let's start off. Mm-hmm. How did yeah. the passion and love for this team come about? Well, uh, I would say like, uh, well, I'm born in 78. So uh, the, the Italian football started airing on television around 1990 here. Uh, and uh, immediately we, I, I saw this team with, you know, Thomas Brolin, uh, Taffarel and Goal, Apolloni, you know, and uh, Alessandro Melli, the brilliant players. And uh, and I also, I love the shirt. <laughs> so that's what's actually uh, how it all started. Uh, I, I think Nevio Scala was a uh, coach at the time. And they were doing fairly well, actually. And, uh, and, and were able to sign some good players. And so I just started from there. I was maybe 12, 13 years old. So, you know, that's 30 years ago, though. <laughs> wow. What's amazing... <laughs> Is is that you know people oftentimes, especially now because the Premier League is so big and it's become such mm-hmm. a big export, is is that how huge Italian football was culture yeah. and how it drew in fans like yourself from around the world. You know what was yeah. that like for you thirty two years ago, thirty three years ago, watching this team and thinking, my goodness, like the Italians play football a lot different than everyone else, mm-hmm. or was it just this is just a really cool side because, as you said, it's just the players and and as you said, the shirt is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, at the time, uh, I mean, it, the Italian league was the thing. You had, you know, AC Milan had all these guys from, you know, Frank Frank Reichart and Gullit, and uh, Inter Milan had the, the German trio, and you know, the best players were definitely playing in Italy. And also, England was not so big at that time because. They were like, I can't remember if they were still like not uh, able to participate in European, mm-hmm. uh, like in, yeah, in the European Cups at that time. So we, we saw a lot of Italian football on television, like two, three games every weekend. And uh, I don't think the, and also think at that time, the Italian league was like in a bit of a slump. They weren't really participating in European Cups. So the Italian Italian league really filled that void that the English league left behind. And, uh, you know, they had, like I said, they had all these great players in AC Milan. They had the, the, the Dutch trio and Inter Milan had the, the German trio. And, uh, yeah, so it was really exciting. But they always showed, like, those teams. They, and, and Parma, you know, were in there, but they never showed teams like Lecce or, or anything like that. But, you know... Once you pick a, you know, once you pick a team, you you never change. That's forbidden. <laughs> I like how that's like an a, a unofficial international rule. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just my my father, you know, he is a West Ham fan. Oh, and he's wow. been like, yeah, he's been a West Ham fan for like, you know, 
almost 60 years, it's been highs and lows, but you know, you, you just don't change. That's, you know, nope, doesn't happen. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's absolutely true. And it also goes to like the spirit of the fandom, you know, Parma, yeah. Parma is a side that had its glory years in the 1980s, 1990s, even early 2000s with players like Buffon, Cannavaro, mm-hmm. Maggio in the 90s, Thrum, and Chilaspi. Yeah. So many, you know, nowadays the team is in City B. What is it like to be a fan of this club and see them not in the top flight of Italian soccer? Well, I'm just really happy that they are up there in A or B, <laughs> you know, if you think about the history. But uh, it it's a bit problematic that they are in City B because there's no way of show, seeing them here. I have to, you know, find some ways to see those games. Uh, I'm not always successful in finding those uh, links that I need to see those games, but um, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, when they were in a, Serie A, they were really bad. They, you know, they had no chance at all. Staying up, really, it was it was too soon. I think they went, you know, from D, B, C, B, A. You know, in four years, just they had to run into a wall at some point. I think. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm really happy seeing them. Then they're playing better. It's 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 looking better, definitely. What I also love is is that you're doing this interview wearing a City B Parma shirt. Uh, yes, sir. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, so now, again, like this is something that to me, I, I know the Internet makes things a little bit easier. As you said, you're, you are uh, finding and hunting for links. It is harder to follow them. But, you know, you're still able to get the merchandise. You're still able to support yeah. Do you oftentimes feel, you know, what is it like to follow this team outside Italy and how do you do it? And how do you have friends? Like, do you have friends that like you've convinced them or even like your dad and said, Hey, I'm following Parma. We're going to go and follow Parma. Like that, that's, do you have, or is it just you on, on your own? That's, it's basically just me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's even better. And and I think uh, you would probably find like eight people in Iceland that support Parma. (laughs) Uh, but uh, it's, it, it, but that makes it more fun. You know, it makes it a little bit more exotic. You know, what's the fun in, you know, following always a team that wins? Right. no fun in that. There's no passion in that. It's glory hunters. Right. We're definitely not glory hunters following Parma. <laughs> that is true. Have you ever gone to see the team play in Italy? Yes, I have. Once. Oh. What, so uh, tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, so I was uh, living in south of France at the time. And uh, I managed to get two tickets to uh, uh, a Parma Juventus game. Wow. In Serie A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 1999. Uh, and um, uh, I, my, my father, he was a, you know, what do you call it? Like a, he, he, he judges referees in football. Okay. What's called a dirigent? Or dir- I can't remember the English word for it. But uh, so he, he has uh, a friend in, uh, in Italy who was a Palma supporter and he, he fixed us up with some tickets. So I went there with uh, a Dutch friend of mine who was living with me at the time. And uh, we came to Palma and we, got, we had to run to the train because we were too late. So, so we didn't bring anything. We were just wearing shorts and t-shirts. And that's all we had. And uh, we came there and it was pouring down it was raining cats and dogs it was unbelievable uh and we didn't have a hotel or anything 
So what we did, we just we went to the stadium just to get out of the out of the rain and uh, and and because we got these tickets with a little bit of help on my father, the, the 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 seats were pretty good. So while we were actually sitting next to Frank Reichardt on the right. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 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 agent of Edgar Davids on the left, who was playing for Juventus at the time. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And then there was just us, twenty year old in shirts, and you know, pouring <laughs> the pouring rain. It was so cool, and uh, it was an amazing game. It was one nil. Uh, Dino Baccio scored the goal, uh, and uh, yeah, it was just it was a trip to remember. I mean, it was unbelievable you know, going to that game. At that point, they had such a good team and the game was very good. You know, oh, the side you went to said, they had Zidane, they had Edgar Davids, Fabio Capello was training them. Del Piero was playing up front. You know, it was a great, great game. Very, very much, you know, it's fun. Yeah, that's a, that's the only time I went. So it's been 23 years and I really have to go again. I think you do. <laughs> yeah. And I hope it's a drier time. What I love about this story, it also speaks to, you know, the uh, you know your youth and our youth is that like you just don't think it's like let's just go to, like, get on the train yeah it doesn't matter leave the bags let's leave yeah. everything behind yeah so, we had to run to the station it was crazy uh, but it was fun <laughs> yeah and, and we didn't even have to have a hotel or anything so after the game it was still pouring down and we were just walking all over parma to find somewhere you know find some st place to stay and all was occupied because there was a lot of people there from torino and so, but we managed to find this horrible hotel next to the train station. Oh my god! But we were so happy just to be able to get like a warm shower and something. Oh, but uh, yeah, then we just take the train back, and uh, yeah, it was an amazing trip. And the Dutch guy I was with, he was <laughs> talking to Frank Reichert the whole time. He was euphoric. I mean, so fun. <laughs> that, that just sounds incredible to begin with. <laughs> what what a what what a time, man! And also. Yeah, yeah. Before this cell phones, it was before all this like great yeah. technology we have today. Yeah, <laughs> I just hey, we're gonna do it and look yeah. at where you are. It's it's a truly truly a trip to remember. It sounds like a movie. Yeah, it almost was. Oh, it was yeah, it was fun. When I think about it, it was yeah, crazy times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm also very happy that you survived the CD hotel and you, know, <laughs> yeah. you got a hot shower. I, oh, sorry, it was '98. Just so we get that, yeah. Just so we have that correct. Sorry. Cool. All right. I mean, still unbelievable. You know, Parma. Yeah. We've seen them have major investment in recent years, thanks to American mm -hmm. entrepreneur Kyle yeah. Krause of the Come and Go Food Chains. We yes. have seen and seeing new money and new blood come into the squad and bring yeah. legends back like Buffon. Do yeah. you think Parma are on a path to success? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's definitely more stability in the team, you know, and getting a new investor in that really, really has money. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> uh, helps helps a lot, uh, and uh, it, it's. I think it's exciting times for you know for Palma. For sure, I, and Kyle also seems to be so invested, not just monetarily yeah. but emotionally. He's he's yeah. at the games. Like I really, he's really, you know surprised me because i just he just seemed like someone who was just going to come in mm -hmm. throw some money around learn a mm -hmm. few italian words and then mm -hmm. hope to get a return on the investment but yeah. that's not the case he's really really involved and really invested yeah How, seeing an owner like that 
what how does that make you feel does that assure you as a fan that things will be all right uh, i think like in the start i think he was a little bit too you know hands-on mm-hmm. it seemed uh but uh, like but he has to learn as well i mean he had he's he's definitely not had a, an italian football side before right. and also like Italians are, you know, when they, it comes to football, you know, you don't mess with those, uh, <laughs> with those fans. But, uh, uh, but he was a little bit, yeah, like I said, he was a little bit too hands-on in the beginning, but I think he's getting better. He's probably learning a little bit. He's, he's uh, surrounding himself with uh, competent people. Um, so I think it will be better. I also like the thing that, you know, he revived the, the, the feminine squad as well. Right. Yes. That was, that was pretty good. For and, sure. Uh, uh, so I, th- I think he's like, yeah, I, I think he's do. I, I think he's doing a good job, and I think it will be, will be all right. I think so. Yeah, we probably won't so. be Italian champions in like next five years, but <laughs> I, I think this year we might get a promotion to Serie A. We, we are we we have the squad for it at least I think, and uh, hopefully we can build on that. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Fantastic. You know, Parma historically has always had a fighting spirit, a team that has never mm-hmm. buckled to big clubs, even big yeah. clubs that have tons of money when they didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that parallels the spirit of the Icelandic people? <laughs> yes, we love the underdog. <laughs> we are always underdogs. <laughs> yeah, right, let's talk about football in Iceland for a minute, because many, yeah. many years ago, your country shocked the footballing world, not just with the addicting Viking clap, but yeah. the story of a dentist who became the national team manager and then took yeah. the, team to the 2018 World Cup and the 2016 Euros. Yes. What was it like seeing the team on the international stage like that? Surreal. Absolutely surreal. You know, it, it was moments we, we never thought we would ever see. And, uh, you know, you, the Euros 2016 were probably a little bit bigger than the World Cup because that, that was actually the first time we got in there. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and Iceland went completely crazy. I, I mean, there were like 30,000 people in France at some point. That's like 10% of the whole population. <laughs> There's like 40 million U.S. citizens going to, you know, going to the World Cup. It's, it's completely nuts. We joked about like last people, to, last guy to, you know, leave the airport terminal, turns off the lights. You know, we used to make fun like that. But uh, it, yeah, it was so great, and you know the game against England. Oh my God, we will live on that forever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, can this team still qualify for the next Euro? And do you believe they will? Well, hmm. we we are in a rebuilding phase at the moment. We we have a lot of good young players. Uh, our U under twenty one team is really really good with some really promising players playing in big clubs and uh, so we are we are rebuilding a little bit we, uh, we, we <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the, the news about the Icelandic teams but there, there were some scandals surrounding it in the oh last no two I, years. I, I I haven't heard anything and then was there were some guys that were uh, accused of rape and stuff like that so there were like big scandals around the team actually pretty much like two years after the World Cup, 2019, 2020 or something like that. So so those guys are a little bit out. <laughs> well, 
Uh, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, that, uh, that so we are. Re- yeah, so we're re- rebuilding the team definitely, but uh, we're getting better. We, we we have the squad to qualify. I think. I think we could get a better trainer though, but we'll see. Maybe he'll be okay. Now, is is football, soccer, is it the national sport of Iceland? And you know, how do, like, is it a popular sport in the country? Like, you know, I. Yes. It is. Yeah, so, it's the most popular sport. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. So, because here's the thing. Yeah. I, you know, what's interesting is, is that, you know, when I traveled to your country in 2018, as soon as I got off the airport at mm-hmm. Reykjavik, you know, on my way to Reykjavik, I drove past a few soccer fields, open and closed in a heated bubble, you know. Yeah. So I saw that the fields were there. I saw, you know, the, the facilities. But I never saw anybody actually playing. I, <laughs> I went. It was it was the winter time, so I, you know I get that. But you know, do, is do kids and you know just people around? So you're saying it's so it's so popular. What is it like? Is it are there pickup games all the time? Are there little leagues? Do, does yeah. Iceland even have a national league? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have we have a national league, and uh, they, we have four tiers. So it's really... Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We this is mind blowing. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we we have a national league. Uh, it's really very bad, actually. We I think we're like <laughs> third worst in Europe, ranked or something like that, or fourth maybe. But uh, well, the kids when they start playing football here, they start maybe six, seven, eight years old, and they and the and the coaches that they are coaching them at that time already have a UEFA license. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they are being you know, raised from seven, eight years up with, you know, with proper coaches, with really good coaches. And, you know, when I was young, we, in the wintertime, we just played like on dirt, basically. But now they are playing on AstroTurf inside these big houses. And so, so that, so that generation will be much, much better, actually, much more technical. And, uh, and they're going abroad much sooner, I think, now than they did before, maybe. More of them are going. Uh, abroad so so you know like an under 21 team is basically uh, made out of players that are like 85% playing abroad wow okay mm-hmm. yeah so <clears throat> Iceland to a lot of people you know it's known for many things obviously mm-hmm. beautiful landscapes volcanoes the northern lights the music <laughs> of Bjork and Sigurons <laughs> your delicious yeah. hot dogs my favorite yeah. in the world. I'm not even kidding. Do you, uh, do you have one? It was good. Oh, right? I, have I, did I have one? Gideon? No, I had multiple <laughs> all the time. Also, one of the cheapest things you can get in, in the yeah. city. So, yeah, true. I don't know what you do with onions, but you do it so well <laughs> and sprinkling them on top of those hot dogs. Amazing. But now the world, thanks to what happened in 2016 and 2018, the yeah. world sees Iceland as a soccer nation, which is as you're explaining to me shouldn't be a surprise, but is, how do you Mm -hmm. feel about that? That when people now like myself that are, you know, coming to terms with the fact that this country is a soccer nation, despite Mm -hmm. what popular belief may say. Yeah. I I don't know. It's it's new to us too. (laughs) Okay. Like prior to 2015, 14, we we were, we were rubbish. We didn't, you know, there was, we were losing to Liechtenstein. We were losing, you know, we were losing to horrible countries. 
But then all of a sudden, this like this 21-year team that was the core of the team that went to the Euros and you know to the World Cup, all of a sudden they be, began you know winning matches, began winning Holland, winning Czech Republic. Like what's going on? And all of a sudden, you know, yeah, we were just winning games. You know, it was it was strange. <laughs> I, I remember the game that I thought like we, we we could actually do something. We were playing the Czech Republic, and uh, we beat them like three one or four one or something like here in Iceland. Like okay, we 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 might we might be good. We might be able to do something in the future, and uh, yeah, and surely we did. I actually went to a World Cup. I went to see one game. Whoa! All right, so tell me yeah. about that. <laughs> um, it was it was the year I turned forty, and instead of like having a big forty year old, you know, forty uh, birthday something, <clears throat> my wife uh, gave me a present <laughs> to go to the World Cup to see one game. We went to Russia for twenty four hours. <laughs> you just like to travel to one place for one day <laughs> yeah. and then come back. We, yeah, yeah. Oh, you should have seen when we were in the Euros. Like they were flying us out, you know, in the thousands. Just to see a game and coming back. We're, we're gonna crazy. get to the Euros in a minute. Keep going. Yeah. This twenty-four yeah. hours in Russia. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we went to see uh, Iceland playing against Nigeria in uh, Volgograd, and uh, it was just a flight. We went like went in somewhere t- sometime in the evening. We landed like at midnight or something like that in Russia, and the Icelandic flight into Volgograd was the first international flight into Volgograd ever. Wow. <laughs> they basically built the airport for the for three games at the World Cup. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, we went there and, uh, you know, with a lot of Icelandic supporters. And the morning after, we just went downtown and, uh, you know, had some drinks with the Nigerian fans. Uh, it was just uh, oh, it was just 24 hours of party. You know, the, all the Icelanders were just so happy to be there at all. <laughs> and the and the Nigerians as well. It was just a big party with the Nigerians. It was crazy. It was really really good. And you know, there, it, there's no beef. Nobody has a beef with Iceland, though. and Iceland doesn't have beef with anybody else. We're, right. we're just really really happy that we are able to participate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we went to the game. We lost to one, but you know, we didn't care. Nobody cared. We were just there. We are in the World Cup. You know, you know, can't beat that. We're the smallest nation to ever qualify for the World Cup. Unbelievable. Uh, it, I think before wow. us, it was Trinidad, Tobago. They had like 800,000 people or something. Yeah. And then we have 330, 40, something like that. I don't think that would be ever, that would be, you know, matched. I don't think so. <laughs> it, but it was, it was so much fun. Wow. Wow. You know, there it is. I, I'm blown away. I also, I just love the breakneck speed in which you travel. Um, it, it is unbelievable. I turned 40 in two years. Uh, there won't be, it won't be in a world cup year, but now I'm going to have to tell my wife, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. look at this. Um, yeah. you know, this guy, uh, <laughs> look what he did. Look what, look what, you know, yeah. look what happened here. Yeah. What? So great. when that unbelievable, uh, truly unbelievable. Now, um, not soccer related. What was colder in June, Iceland or Russia? Was it the same temperature? No, <laughs> well, Russia was, it was. It was at the the time of the game. It was like twenty eight degrees, thirty degrees. Wow! Was, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Okay, now yeah. 
for the Euro, as you said, you were flying all over Europe, uh, or flying out to the games rather in 2016. Yeah. What please tell me you stayed places for more than 24 hours, or was that just another blitzkrieg trip to go support the team and then come back? Uh, in 2016, I personally didn't go, okay, but uh, my father and my brothers went and they went for like 24 hours, yeah, wow, <laughs> yeah, wow. and you know. At the at the game against England, it, there were twenty seven thousand Icelandic people in the stadium. Wow! Wow! That's like seven eight percent of the whole population. <laughs> unbelievable! That's truly unbelievable. That's <laughs> it's, it's totally crazy. But it, yeah, and I couldn't watch the game. Oh my god! I just couldn't watch. I had to hide behind the counter. I couldn't watch anymore. I was I was dying. You know, just blow the whistle, man. Just die. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, and every time we meet an, you know somebody from England, we we let them we let them know that we want. At this point, you have to, you know, here's yeah. a country that had look. The Italians now do the same thing. I myself, uh, after the Euro victory, uh, twenty twenty one. Of course, you have to let them know it didn't come <laughs> home. It came to Rome. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh man, oh, and I can tell you here. I think most people uh, supported Italy in that game. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So now for you, being someone that lo loves Italian soccer, loves Icelandic soccer, and just loves the sport in general, you managed yeah. to marry all of your passions in a Twitter account to showcase mm -hmm. your Parma on social media. Tell yeah. us about the, the account and how do you attract fellow Icelanders or do you not um, but to follow the club and just want to chat about Parma and Italian soccer with other fans worldwide. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't remember what year I started the account. It, it probably says some, something on it. But uh, I, I just found. I was just one night sitting in front of the computer. I was like, "There's nothing here about anything." So I just started this Twitter account and uh, started tweeting about Parma and about the games. At that point, they were. They were in Serie C, yeah, coming up to B, I think. And, uh, and fairly quickly, I got connected to a lot of other Palma fans around Europe. Like there is like this group called Palma Fans Worldwide. Wow, okay. And there, there's an American account as well. Really nice guy. And, uh, you know, there are guys from Croatia, from Greece, from... Belgium, from England, from you know, yeah, all over Europe. So, like in this in this group, and uh, you know, and we speak together like on a on a WhatsApp account, you know, wow. during games, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're really yeah, we're we're invested. <laughs> I love it. I I love how this team, in particular, and especially this sport, has managed to bring strangers from different corners of the world together. To celebrate, like the pride, the passion, the the ups, the downs. It's yeah. what the game is all about, you know. Absolutely. It, and you've managed to harness that. Now, if Kyle Krauss is listening, mm -hmm. I think he needs to send you on a twenty-four hour trip to Parma again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I would love to. I I, I, I actually when it, once once he was traveling, you know, through to uh, to Parma at some point, he was coming from the states, and he he put a picture on himself of himself. Uh, landing on his plane, some on his private jet. I think he was in Greenland, and uh, and I 
treated him like like are you never in Iceland? <laughs> because we're like next to Greenland. Yeah. He probably had a stopover in his prior flight. And uh, he said, well, let's have coffee if I do. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be great. Yeah, this needs too. to happen. This needs to happen. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Look, I, 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 I couldn't go. fly to New York City for the interview, so I might as well try and help you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love to go to a game again. The problem here is that we you always start with a three and a half hour flight to get anywhere. You know, that's our problem. Like if you are living in Croatia or you're living in France or Germany or whatever, you just jump on a train and you're there in like five, six, seven, eight hours, depending on you live. Mm-hmm. But here you always have to start with that damn three and a half hour flight to somewhere. <laughs> you know, I'll take that damn three and a half hour flight to somewhere over like <laughs> yeah. I don't know eight nine yeah. hours to cross the Atlantic. Yeah. yeah, but I think they're flying now into Bologna. That's really close to Parma, so that that would be doable. Actually. Cool. Yeah. All right. Or Milano. Yeah. Yeah, and then you, you maybe ca- catch them at San Siro one day, and then top the train down. Yeah, you'll have to stay yeah. longer than 24 hours, so that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, the catch. Yeah. That's the catch. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, definitely make a weekend out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, time for a coffee break. Curva Mundial is sponsored by Mod Cup Coffee in Jersey City, but you can get it anywhere in the world from modcup.com. Mod Cup, drink modern coffee. Use code MUNDIAL for 10% off your first order. Gideon, this has been so enlightening and so much fun. We're entering now my favorite part of the podcast, which is three rapid-fire questions that I ask every guest. Uh, And this will pertain to Parma. So I hope you're all ready. Yeah, shoot. I I promise you it'll be painless. (laughs) All right. If you could bring back one retired player to your club, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Lucarelli, for obvious reasons, he's Il Capitano. He's he's the man. He's you know, there will never be a guy like that. You know, he stayed there for, you know, through the thicks and thin. You know, he he went down with the club, came up again. You know, he has the heart. I would I would definitely say Lucarelli. Love it. Now, money is not an option. You have an arsenal, an unlimited, infinite supply of cash because that's yeah. where the game is headed today. Yes. If, if Palmer could sign one player today, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Oh. Jeez. Like, uh, Muhammad Salah. Love it. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, he would score 30 goals a season. So, yeah. That. <laughs> He's got that experience in Italy, too, from Fiorentina yeah. and Roma, so it works. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to ask you a special question that right. I haven't asked anybody before because this is your very unique and <clears throat> perfect case. What Icelandic player do you wish could join Parma today? Uh, what Icelandic uh, uh, um, I would say uh, uh, there is a player in FC Copenhagen. His name is Haukon Haraldsson. He's 18 years old. He is absolutely brilliant. I don't know if you saw the 
Master City against FC Copenhagen game. Yes. He totally. He was he was on the midfield for FC Copenhagen. Uh, blonde blonde hair. I don't know if you remember him. He's absolutely brilliant. He will be very 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 good in the future, definitely. I th- I think that they need to hire an Icelandic scout. That definitely. I can I you know I, just I, sign me. That's <laughs> it. That's where I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, and finally, what has been your favorite moment as a fan? It's a Parma fan. Yes. Um, my favorite moment. Uh, yeah, I, you know, there are like there are two moments that pop into my mind. The first okay. one, the first one is like when we won Marseille in the in the European Cup, and the second one is when we got promoted to Serie A like uh, two or three years ago, like when we when we completed the, the comeback. Right. That was just crazy as well. Right. I, I didn't, yeah. But, uh, you know, those two moments were, were great, really were great because and when we came back to Serie A, I thought, like, we're back. I mean, we're back. That's it. But, you know, unfortunately, we went down, but <laughs> but still, Put us on the map again. Definitely. You know what, though? You live and learn, and when you get back up there, hopefully you stay back up. Yeah, exactly. Gideon, this, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope it was as painless as I promised you it would be. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. <laughs> it was very, very light. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope I also I could, uh, was able to... Uh, Shed some light on Icelandic football. Follow us on Twitter at Kurva Mundial Pod and subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.